I offer this out, out of my devotion to the three treasures of the Buddhism of the sowing and express my gratitude for their beneficence. This is my Mino Kuyo, an offering of my time and my body and work for the care and prosperity of Buddhism and the temples. In the words of High Priest Niken Shonin, quote, I myself constantly chant Daimoku, praying not to fall into the 14 slanders of arrogance, negligence, arbitrary, egotistical judgment, shallow, self-satisfied understanding, attachment to earthly desires, lack of seeking spirit, disbelief, aversion, deluded doubt, vilification, contempt, hatred, jealousy, and grudges, and that I may correctly practice the true Buddhism of Nichiren Daishonin together with you. Welcome back, friends, to another edition of Soka Gakkai Becoming Nature and Shoshu. Remember, I'm your host, Zan Zan. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're having a good day. Yeah, I used to be a Soka Gakkai member for 10 years. Forgive the noise, you're with me at Cafe Mario again. Yay! <laughs> 10 years I was in the Soka Gakkai and being fed all kinds of things about Daisaku Ikeda and the mentor and and uh, Soka Gakkai organization being more important than my own life, that kind of thing. And after about 10 years, a pandemic was starting to kick up and I was starting to ask deeper questions that people couldn't answer. For instance, where does the Soka Gakkai scroll come from, the object of worship that they have, the mandala? Where does it come? Who makes it? Why is this important? Well, if you have the original object of the original Gohonzon as your object of faith and your actions and wisdom produce positive results. And if you don't, and if your object of focus, object of faith, object of worship is not connected to the true Buddha, then your actions and wisdom are not going to bring about positive results. And it took me 10 years to realize that, and reading all of this stuff with you and to you, it becomes clearer and clearer, and deeper and deeper. In the Sokogakai, you're told, just chant for what you want, chant for what you want, unite with Sensei, unite with Daisaku Ikeda, chant for what you want. In fact, Daisaku Ikeda is in the prayer book. Yeah, I was talking with a fellow Hokeiko member, a fellow temple member, <clears throat> and she was laughing, she was saying, I, I couldn't imagine praising a regular Joe in Gongyo. <laughs> and because in the correct Gongyo, in the original Gongyo, the 700-year lineage of high priests that have correctly protected and transmitted this true teaching that relieves human suffering is in there. <clears throat> in the Sokogakai version, they took that out and put in Daisaku Ikeda's name. What? is going on here, right? But what's interesting to me is there was a, there must have been a convincing enough argument at the time and then people just passed it along and told people not to ask too many questions. In fact, I remember Les Hayward, someone in the Soka Gakkai, he spearheads the Vanquish the Priesthood movement, the Soka, Soka Spirit movement. He would invite me over to his house on Saturdays to chant, or he would kind of instruct me to come over and chant. And then he would tell me things like, 
you don't want to ask where the scroll comes from because that will that will destroy the teaching or something like that. And now I understand why. Because no one wants anybody to know where it comes from. Who makes it? The Sokogakai claims that they're not associated with any priesthood. That they don't have priests and they don't need them. That's just a lie. They're actually associated with, for what I know for a fact, the Shoshinkai priesthood, which is an offshoot of the original teaching, another slanderous group that denies the transmission to a single person from high priest to high priest. From what I understand, they believe in a two-pronged transmission. And, I mean, <laughs> if you're jealous of somebody having something that you don't, why not make up a story that you have it too, right? I mean, that's, you don't have to be a genius to figure out why that might happen. But anyway, I like to read the doctrines and practice of Nichiren Shoshu on this show, like today, so that we can actually, together, learn how it really is. Instead of practicing the liturgy of the Soka Gakkai, learning about the teachings of true Buddhism. Thank you for joining me. We're on page 141, chapter 19, The Three Treasures. Before I begin, this is something that is greatly distorted in the Soka Gakkai, so I hope it clears up misunderstanding. Introduction. The three treasures are basics of faith in Buddhist practice. Buddhists should respect and make offerings to the three treasures. These are the treasure of the Buddha, the treasure of the law, and the treasure of the priest. The treasure of the Buddha, Bupo, is the Buddha who is enlightened to the true nature of phenomena and to causes and effects spanning the three existences of the past, present, and future. The Buddha possesses the three virtues of sovereign, teacher, and parent. The treasure of the law, Ho-Ho, means the true teaching and the entity of law based upon the enlightened wisdom of the Buddha. The treasure of the priest, Sobo, means the person who transmits the teaching of the Buddha correctly to future generations. The reason why they are called the three treasures is that by purifying the world and rescuing all people from suffering in the three evil paths of hell, hunger, and animality, they lead the people to Buddhahood. Therefore, these are the most valuable treasures in this world. In the Gosho on the Four Debts of Gratitude, Shion Sho, the Daishonin stated as follows, quote, Those who practice Buddhism should without fail repay the Four Debts of Gratitude. End quote. Gosho, page 267. Here, the Daishonin said that those who practice Buddhism should know about the Four Debts of Gratitude and repay them as this is basic to the Buddhist way. The Four Debts of Gratitude are the debts we all owe all people, our parents, the sovereign, and the three treasures. For those who believe in Buddhism, the debt of gratitude we owe to the three treasures is especially important. Even if the law throughout which all beings attain enlightenment actually exists in the universe, no one can receive its benefit without the person who awakened to it and taught it in this world. The Buddha is enlightened to the law, expounds the law, and leads the people to Buddhahood. However, even should the Buddha and the law exist without priests who correctly learn and transmit the teachings into the future, Buddhism itself would cease to exist. Thus, priests should also be respected as a treasure. The three treasures, together, contain what is necessary to lead people to enlightenment. As a result, 
those who despise the three treasures cannot attain Buddhahood. Therefore, in order to reach the most happy life condition or attainment of Buddhahood, Buddhists must respect the three treasures, acknowledge their debts of gratitude to them, and requite those debts. The three treasures in the various Buddhist teachings. The various Buddhist teachings can be differentiated and judged according to the doctrine to a doctrine called the fivefold comparison. This is the classification system that includes Hinayana, Provisional Mahayana, the theoretical teaching of the Lotus Sutra, Shakyamun, the essential teaching of the Lotus Sutra, Hanuman, the Buddhism of the harvest, and the Buddhism of the sowing hidden in the depths of the Lotus Sutra. The three treasures are different according to the various teachings. In the Lotus Sutra, the first 14 chapters are called the theoretical teaching, Shakyamun. The treasure of the Buddha is the Buddha who first attained enlightenment in this world. The treasure of the law is theoretically Jinen San Zen. The theoretical doctrine that 3,000 realms are contained within a single moment of existence as expounded in the theoretical teaching. The treasure of the priest includes the people of learning and realization and the bodhisattvas who listen to Shakyamuni's preaching of the Lotus Sutra. The second half of the Lotus Sutra is the essential teaching, Honman. The treasure of the Buddha is the Buddha Shakyamuni who attained Buddhahood in the, remote, the remotest past. The treasure of the law is actual Ichinen Sanzen. The treasure of the priest refers to the bodhisattvas of the earth, including bodhisattva Jogyo. Thus, depending on the level of the teaching, the three treasures differ. However, if the teaching is expedient, then its three treasures are also expedient. And if the teaching is true, then its three treasures are also true. Therefore, among the various descriptions of the three treasures, those of the provisional Mahayana are superior to those of the Hinayana. Those of the theoretical teaching are superior to those of the provisional Mahayana. Furthermore, the three treasures of the essential teaching are superior to the three treasures of the theoretical teaching. The three treasures of the Buddhism of the sowing. The Daishonin revealed his true position as the original Buddha in his Goshom, the teaching judged and approved by all Buddhas of the three existences, Sakon Mansho. Quote, Shakyamuni Buddha, at the very beginning of the remotest past, prior to 500 myriad dust particle kalpas ago, when he was a common mortal, realized that his body was composed of the five elements of earth, water, fire, wind, and space, and he instantly attained enlightenment. End quote. Gosho, page 1419. Herein we see that Namyoho Rengekyo existed at the very beginning of the remotest past, along with the Buddha of intrinsically perfect wisdom. Nichiren Daishonin is the entity of this intrinsically perfect wisdom from the very beginning of the remotest past. He possesses Nam-myoho-renge-kyo as the true Buddha. As a result, in the Buddhism of the sowing, the treasure of the Buddha is Nichiren Daishonin. Moreover, the treasure of the law from the very beginning of the remotest past is the Daigohonzon of the high sanctuary of the essential teaching. The treasure of the priest, even from the very beginning of the remotest past, is Niko Shonin, the foremost among priests in, the, in general, who inherited the self-actualized enlightenment of the true Buddha. These are the three treasures of the Buddhism of the sowing, leading people to enlightenment in the age of Mapo. To base our faith on these three treasures is the basis of our denomination. The oneness of the treasure of the Buddha and the treasure of the law. The Daishonin stated in the orally transmitted teachings, Ongi Kuden, quote, the object of worship is the entity of one's own body, he who is the votary of the Lotus Sutra. End quote. Gosho, page 1773. In the reply to Kyo'o, the Daishonin also stated, quote, I, Nichiren, have inscribed my life in Sumi ink. Therefore, believe in it with all your heart. End quote. Gosho, page 685. 
The above writings make it clear that the treasure of the Buddha, that is, the true Buddha, Nichiren Daishonin, and the treasure of the law, that is, the Daigohonzon of the high sanctuary of the essential teaching, are the two aspects of one entity. This is called the oneness of the person and the law, Ninpo Ika. The enlightenment of the true Buddha from the very beginning of the remotest past is simultaneously Myoho, the treasure of the law, and the true Myoho is simultaneously the self-awakened enlightenment of the true Buddha, the Daishonin. Thus, the treasure of the Buddha and the treasure of the law are inherently two aspects <clears throat> of one entity. Without the Daigohonzon, there is no mystic law at all. And without the Daishonin, there is no mystic law at all. The Daigohonzon of the oneness of the person and the law has been protected and transmitted correctly by the treasure of the priest. This makes it possible for those who uphold faith in the Daigohonzon to eternally reveal merit. Three treasures of one entity and three treasures of actual holding. That all three treasures are contained in one entity is unquestionably proven by the formality of the enshrining of the Gohonzon in Nichiren Shoshu. <clears throat> in Nichiren Shoshu temples, only the Gohonzon is enshrined as an object of worship. This means that those who come there worship the Gohonzon of the oneness of the person and the law in which the three treasures exist. This reflects that the three treasures are contained in a single entity, the Gohonzon. The three treasures are contained in the life of the Daishonin. Excuse me. <clears throat> the three treasures as contained in the life of the Daishonin include the entity of the law of the true Buddha's self-awakened enlightenment. However, this self-awakened enlightenment itself cannot be discerned by the people. To lead people to enlightenment, the entity of the law of the three treasures needs to be demonstrated for the purpose of teaching. Therefore, in the reception hall, Kyakuden, at Taisekaji, Nichiren Daishonin, Buddha, the Gohonzon, Law, and Nikoshonin, Priest, are separately and jointly enshrined. This style of enshrinement is called the Three Treasures in Trinity. They are enshrined as separated entities with regard to the Three Treasures. This type of enshrinement is reserved for special locations. Even the Three Treasures cannot be transmitted by themselves into the infinite future. To enable Buddhism to flourish eternally, the Three Treasures in the form of the actual holding, Juji, are required. In On Formalities, Kegisho, the ninth high priest Nichiyo Shonen stated, quote, The place where your direct master exists is the place inhabited by the minds of the Buddha of the three existences, the Daishonin and the successive high priests. Therefore, you had better to select the correct master and put faith in him. In this way, my disciples shall put faith in me, end quote. Yoshu, volume 1, page 124. This makes it clear that the soul of the true Buddha, the Daishonin himself, shall pass into the souls of the successive high priests through the transmission of the law. From Nikko Shonen to Nichimoku Shonen, from Nichimoku Shonen to Nichiro Shonen, from Nichiro Shonen to Nichigyo Shonen, and continuing through the present into the future. This heritage of the law will continue so that the three treasures may be transmitted into the infinite future. When we practice to Gohonzon's inscribed by the Daishonin, transcribed by Nikko Shonin, Nichimoku Shonin, and the successive high priests, it becomes quite clear that the soul of the true Buddha has always existed in the souls of the successive high priests. In other words, the successive high priests become the treasure of the priest in terms of actually holding the law to enable the Daishonin's true Buddhism to flower and flourish into the infinite future of Mapo. Therefore, the successive high priests are specifically the treasure of the priest, who are the actual holders of the correct law of the Daishonin. 
we should thus revere them as the treasure of the priests. On this, the 26th high priest, Nichikan Shonen, stated in the three robes of this school, Tokesane Sho, quote, Nam Buddha, Nam Law, and Nam Priest. The significance in our denomination is as follows. Nam Nichiren Daishonen, the master, Nam Daihonzon of the high sanctuary of the essential teaching, Nam Nikoshonen, the master, Nam Nichimokoshonen, the master, the successive high priests who have inherited the law, the masters. End quote. Sixth volume writings, Rokan Sho, page 225. Buddhism of the sowing is the foremost and true law. Therefore, the three treasures of the Buddhism of the sowing that existed at the very beginning of the remotest past are the most superior ones. The way the Gohon Zone is enshrined in each member's home is called the formula of one entity with regard to the three treasures. This shows that the three treasures are essentially one entity. The enshrined Gohon Zone in each member's home contains in itself the three treasures of Nichiren and Shoshu as transmitted for more than 750 years. We must always remember this fact. In conclusion, the Daishonin stated in his Gosho, Shingon Kenmon, quote, In the first place, the slander is the same, whether one slanders the Buddha or slanders the priest. This is due to the fact that the three treasures are one entity, end quote, Gosho, page 608. Thus, the three treasures exist within one entity. We should not oppose the three treasures of the Buddhism of the sowing. Rather, we should place our faith in them. Honestly believing in the three treasures, is the direct way to attain Buddhahood for all people in the age of Mapo. We, the priests and lay believers of Nijiren Shoshu, based upon firm belief in the Daigohonzon of the High Sanctuary of the Essential Teaching, enshrined in our head temple, Taisekaji, should practice under the instruction of the present High Priest, to whom the heritage of the law from Nichiren Daishonin has been exclusively transmitted. It is important for each of us to practice for ourselves and for others in Itaidoshin with the present High Priest. That was enlightening, wasn't it? Thank you for joining me. Yes, this is a podcast designed to directly refute the Soka Gakkai's counterfeit doctrines and object of worship, to help pick apart its false information, and hopefully free people from the clutches of SGI. The people in the organization are not evil. In fact, most of them are quite wonderful. Although the teaching that they practice is bringing ruin to the planet under the guise of dialoguing for peace. They make a point to say dialogue will bring peace to the world. Well, if they are not guided by the Buddha, and instead they're guided by a regular Joe. Well, let's just say this. I like numbers. There's about 16 million Sokogakai members. That makes them the largest Buddhist organization in the world. If they had the correct law coming out of their mouth, there would be a lot more tranquility in the planet. There would be a lot more peace, there would be a lot less natural disasters, a lot less foreign invasion, a lot less pandemics, a lot less... I mean, this isn't my opinion, this is just me reading and comprehending. There's about 800,000 Nichiren Shoshu members. We're just getting started.
Thank you for joining me. Hey there, it's me again. And I want to just remind all of you that I know very little about this Buddhism. I am reading a lot about it to you all. And I want to just remind everybody that calling the temple is really one of the basic underlying themes of this podcast. Whether you're in Nichiren Shoshu and you haven't called in a while, or whether you're a Sokogakai and you're looking for answers about what's going on, or you, or you actually just want to talk to a priest instead of hearing what other people are saying about them. So if you live in Los Angeles, Nyohoji Temple's phone number is 323-656-2888. And if you live in San Francisco area, Nyoshinji Temple, the phone number is 510-222-8372. And that's the temple I belong to. And uh, Nyogyoji Temple in Chicago, that phone number is going to be 630-293-5235. And if you happen to live out in Washington, D.C., that phone number for you for that temple is going to be 301-593-9397. And if you happen to live in New York, that temple, Setsuji, is going to be 718-961-7269. Now, I see an H and a 4 there. That might be a typo. And maybe it's something you need to press. So if you're trying to reach Setsuji, try all of those. Ho, or look up Setsuji on somewhere else. This is off of the eternshoshu.org. Honseiji Temple in Hawaii's phone number is going to be 808-235-8486. All right, there you go. You're armed with knowledge. Use it. <laughs>